Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hey, what's up? It's Marcel here. And before we start the episode, I've got to let you know that the new Parakeeto course is live. You can go get access to it. And we are right now, if you're listening to this, doing a limited time offer. This is the best deal that we will ever have on the course. And it includes a bunch of bonuses that we're never going to give away ever again. And so if you've ever thought to yourself, man, I would really love to just be able to learn how to do what Parakeeto does and teach my team, give them a resource that they can just consume when they get onboarded so we can start to take control of measuring and improving our profitability, this is your chance to do it. The course covers our framework from soup to nuts, and I poured so much time into making this as complete as I possibly can. So if you're interested in getting access to that, check the show notes for a link. With that, I hope you are as excited as I am about this, and I will let you get to the episode, so enjoy it, and I'll see you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm very excited to introduce you all today to our newest guest. He's a serial entrepreneur, a husband, and a father. And in addition to hosting a very popular podcast that you might be familiar with called the Bright Ideas Podcast, he's also the founder of Flowster, which is a business process improvement software used by thousands of businesses around the world and was recently ranked the 254th fastest growing company in 2019 on the Inc. 5000 America's fastest growing companies list. And when he's not running his businesses, you can find him riding around with his family in his fifth wheel, riding dirt bikes and mountain bikes. And he's here today to share with us what he's learned from helping thousands of businesses improve their process. So with all of that, thanks so much for being with us today, Trent Deersman. Marcel, wow, that was uh, probably the best introduction I've ever had. I've been on a lot of shows and uh, well done, man. Thank you for having me. I, I pride myself on my energetic introductions, so it's a pleasure to, to do you justice. So um, let's jump right in. I've given everyone a little taste of you know what you do and what you're about, but in your own words, who do you serve and what do you do today? So with, I actually have three different businesses. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll say the software company, who do we serve? Uh, the software company, because of the features and functions of the software, it, it really much like Trello could be used by anybody in any industry to create workflows and processes. But as any good marketer knows, if you are trying to be everything to everyone, you are actually nothing to no one. So until we have become the world dominant player, we will be sticking to our knitting of e-commerce. And so we market our software to the e-commerce niche as the premier workflow and process management tool for e-commerce business owners. Awesome, and uh, we're gonna talk about this a little bit more, but there's actually a lot more parallels between an e-commerce business and a digital agency than some might originally think. Um, yes. But to give everyone a little bit of context, you actually used to run a digital marketing agency for several years and then transitioned out of that into e-commerce. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into kind of the digital space in general and what that journey was like to getting to where you are today. So it's all the fault of the podcast. The podcast has given me, I've been doing this now for 10 years and it's given me more opportunities than I ever could have possibly imagined. So 
as a result of, I, I started off 10 years ago as an affiliate, Amazon affiliate. And so I was building these little micro niche sites and driving traffic to Amazon and making money. And of course I started a podcast to interview people and learn more and talk about it and build an audience. Well, I really got into marketing automation as a result of all of that. And so for gosh, a year or two years, I mean, I was just this broken record of marketing automation, marketing automation. And eventually my audience grew to the point where inbound inquiry started coming in, people saying, can you do this for us? Can you do that for us? And can you help us out? And so the agency was born kind of by accident, to be honest with you. And then we became a HubSpot partner and we really started drinking the inbound marketing Kool-Aid and the agency continued to grow. Mm. And um, been, we, we were running it for about four years and by hook and by crook, one client was much, much larger than all the others. And they ended up becoming the, you know, the dominant source of revenue and, and life was pretty easy for a few years. And then in and around the middle of 2016, sort of two things happened at one point in time. One, in the spring of 2019, thanks to pressure from some of my internet friends, I had begrudgingly tried to succeed doing what's called the private label model on Amazon, where you go and find manufacturers in China and get products and stick your sticker on them and try and sell them. And I wasn't very good at it. And then I interviewed a guy by the name of Dan Matters in the middle of 2016, and he was an Amazon reseller, something I knew nothing about. And the Amazon reseller, reseller model is actually very much like the marketing agency that we were running. Really, the only difference is, is how the money flows back and forth. And so I immediately thought, hey, that reseller thing is, uh, it sounds pretty interesting to me. And so when I hung up from doing the interview, I said to my wife, I said, uh, you know, screw this private label stuff. I'm going to build a reseller business. And the business took off. Within five months, we were doing over 100 grand a month. We did 1.2 million in the first year. And in and around the time that I was having that incredible amount of success, our largest client who'd been with us for a couple of years said there was some management changes. And of course, they decided to insource what they were outsourcing to us and said they weren't going to renew the six-figure agreement that we had with them for th year three. By then, my Amazon reseller business was going nutso. So we we're kind of like, well, let's just shut the agency down and focus on the Amazon reseller business. Now, uh, a couple of Inc. 5000 awards later, because as of today, literally, I'm allowed to announce that we ranked on the 220 list. We ranked number 622. Um, so last year, 254. This year, 622. We slowed down a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, it has been an incredible journey and that's uh, kind of how we got to where we're at today and there's lots more to tell but I'll, I'll let you lead us in that direction. <laughs> and so this is what I, I think um, I want to drive home to everyone that's listening is that you know most people don't have the time or the bandwidth or the focus to scale one company and here you are you know scaling an e-commerce company simultaneously building this software company and I think that comes back to what you talked about earlier which is you've always been a person that focused on documenting processes, outsourcing, delegating, getting things off your plate so you could kind of level up the thesis of where you are focusing your time. So I want to dig into that a little bit because of course, just like your e-commerce peers, there's lots of people running agencies that are interested in process too. I, I would certainly hope so because that's kind of the angle of our entire show, isn't it? Um, right. So over the years, you've seen a lot of processes get documented inside of Flowster. What are some of the things that 
you see most people struggle with when it comes to creating and, and delegating um, processes to their team? So that's a very long answer. Let's, let's, <laughs> un, let's break that one down a little bit. The first question I get from people is, what, what, where should I start creating processes? And then the next question is, how do I create processes? So let's start with the where. In every business, there, and, 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 if, and if people really want the detail on this, they should go read the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, because that's where I learned all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So in every business, there are things that make the business run, and there are things that make the business grow, and many of those are highly repetitive processes that are known in advance. Mm -hmm. In other words, we're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Those are where you want to start. And in particular, you want to start, depending upon where your agency is, you might need to focus on growth first, or maybe you've already got a pretty successful agency, but it's just killing you. So yeah. then you want to focus more on, on how do I get myself out of day-to-day -day operations? So me as a CEO, I happen to believe my role is to work on the business, be the visionary, come up with strategy, put the right people on the bus and create the systems so that my team can succeed. Cause I really don't like working in my business. It, it actually is just mentally draining for me to have to do the same type of mundane activities over and over and over again. I can't stand it. So once you figure out where to focus your energy. Now the pro now it's more a question of, well, how do I create these processes? And it's, it's relatively simple, but surprisingly it's not that easy, which is why people have paid me millions of dollars over the years to buy our processes because you think about, well, okay. And cause I, and I tell people to do this on a regular basis and they show me their processes and I'm like, Ooh, boy, those aren't very good. So this is why I've come to the conclusion that it's actually not as easy as I happen to think it is. Right. Here's how I do it. I have my 27 inch monitor. I take a browser on one half. I take a browser on the other half. So on one half of the screen, I am doing the thing that I don't ever want to do again. And mm -hmm. on the other half of the screen, as I'm doing the thing, I'm documenting the hell out of what I'm doing so that by the time I'm done doing the thing, I have a highly detailed process that allows me then to give it to somebody else so they can replicate the thing. Here's where I think a lot of people struggle, Marcel, is they're like, oh man, it only takes me 10 minutes to do this thing where it might take me three hours to create a process to do the 10 minute thing. And so the non-process focused CEO just keeps spending 10 minutes and 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 they're never free. And as we all know, there's a gazillion things that only take 10 minutes, but in aggregate, it's all of my time. So I become <laughs> a slave to my business. Yeah. Whereas in my case, I think, you know, yeah, okay, I'll invest the three hours because I'll never, ever have to do that thing that I don't really like doing anyway, ever again. Because I'll be able to find somebody in the Philippines to do that thing for four bucks an hour. Or I'll be able to hire an employee for, you know, 25 bucks an hour or whatever it is to do that thing. So when creating the process, it's, you've got you've to be super detailed. And that's why they take so long to create. You can't leave anything, anything at all ambiguous. The more screenshots with big red arrows and highlights that you can do, the number of steps, more steps, shorter steps. And again, I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because maybe you have other questions you want to ask. But it's 
think about you're writing this process. I call it the mom test. You're writing a process for your mom who's never done this thing before. And you'll know your process is really good if your mom can sit down in front of your computer and do it without asking barely any questions or ideally no questions at all. So, so that means we have to indicate where the button is to turn the computer on and <laughs> yeah. everything. So, so, so it's actually good that you mentioned that because there's, there's, a, there's a what and a how in processes. So, and we actually really built our software to speak specifically to this. So let's talk about, um, you know, writing a blog post. So what do you have to do? Think of a topic, come up with an outline, hire a writer, edit it publish it right I mean at the high level that's pretty much it right well how you do each one of those things is a lot more complicated than what like mm. coming up with a title hey come up with a title unless I give you a specific process for coming up with a title I can't just say come up with a title and expect you to come up with a good title that's going to get clicks and is SEO optimized and is well-researched. And nah, 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 nah. I mean, there's so much that goes into that relatively simple instruction of come up with a title and then write the outline. Same thing, like wildly complicated. So your processes have to address all of those issues, all of those little mini questions that would come up when someone's like, well, how do I come up with a title? Mm -hmm. there, is, there is a process for it. You start here and then you do this and you research this and you might use this keyword research tool and then you're going to do some title optimization and then blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. There's a lot of detail. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Here's my next question, because you know this, uh, I'm sure, from starting a software company as well as I do, is with complexity comes overhead. The more detailed and complex and well-documented your process are, the more overhead there actually is in maintaining them. How do you empower your team to make sure that those processes are staying up to date with you know, the transitions and changes that might happen in the process, the tools you're using, et cetera? Excellent question. So to this point, the process is so in Flowster, there's a lot of free processes and those were created and because they're given away for free, we don't put a great deal of effort into making sure those are updated because they're all customizable. People can go click the edit button, but then we have our premium processes and all of our premium processes at this point in time are around running either an Amazon reseller business or an Amazon brand management agency. Hmm. Those processes are kept up to date because we're in that business. And we have to we have to keep them update up to date for us to be able to run our business. However, there's all, there's still limitations there. So what I have started to do is create what I call content partnerships, where I will find a specific expert who maybe runs 
runs a Facebook agency or a digital marketing agency or an Amazon agency or whatever it is that their expertise is in, and they already have processes that they've already developed on their own and they're already maintaining them. And then I say to them, look, let's make your processes available to the Flowster community. Mm -hmm. You be responsible for keeping those up to date and we'll come up with a compensation structure that makes it a good deal for both of us to make that happen. So if anybody is listening and they're thinking, Hey, I have processes and I'd like to be able to monetize my processes in a way that I've never thought of before you should get a hold of me. That is a very interesting call to action. So with that, um, I'm assuming that that means to some extent you have to manage or, or at least train these partners or give them some resources around like, here's how you should make sure these things stay up to date. What are some of the strategies that you see as being most effective to making sure that, you know, these processes uh, spend as little time being broken as possible? You have a process for reviewing your processes. <laughs> I love it. So meta. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's not at this point in time, it's not a lot more complicated than that. They're keeping them up to date as it is. And so when we structure an agreement, um, with them, we require that at least every quarter they're, they're making updates to the processes. Cause I know mm -hmm. stuff is always changing. Facebook's changing their interface. Amazon's yeah. changing their interface. All the tools are changing all the time. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because even if the process is not necessarily touching a lot of tools, which are bound to change. Um, I remember I had a conversation with a guy called Brad Peterson who built, you know, a multi-million dollar toy company. And he said, and now he's building this company called Pila case, which is like, I've never seen a company grow that fast. And he said, you know, if you're doing it right, you should be breaking your processes every six to 12 months because that means you're growing through them. Um, so you're constantly going to have to go back and circle back on those things and, and reiterate. So to your point, just having a cadence to sit down with the team or to, you know, ask your, ask your team to come to you with like, what are the processes that we need to review and optimize and, and upgrade um, is a must have because otherwise these things don't work anymore and then the team has an excuse to not follow them anymore and then what's the point in having them there in the first place bingo yeah and, and it's also there's two other i guess nuances to that one is it's a cultural thing we have a culture in our organization that everything you do has to have a process hmm. and then um having processes honestly makes your job easier it really does you know like I, even as the ceo i have I have processes that I follow every day and every week for the, my working on the business types of stuff. Like I have this one that's called my daily routine. So as a CEO, I want to check yesterday's revenue of this business. I want to check yesterday's revenue of that business. I've got some new direct reports. I've got, I place little links to the things that I want to check. I've got a, I've got an audience. So I've got some social interactions. I've got to check. I've got to check some stats. I've got to check the lead conversion ratios. So I just have this one process that I run every single day. And rather than me trying to remember and bookmark all those things, I literally link to everything that I need so I can just work my way through that exact process every single day. That makes my job easier. Why would I want to not have that? 100%. So on that, I have two final questions. The first is, what is the one single most important process that you have implemented in your career to free up your time? And uh, yeah, we'll go with that one first. <laughs> There's an easy question. Um, there isn't really one, Marcel, there's so many, but let's, with respect to my Amazon reseller slash hybrid agency business, I, the, I doc, the thing I focused on first was 
sourcing new suppliers and new products because that's what causes revenue to expand. That's why we won the Inc. 5000 awards. And I fired myself from that job within six months, just six months from starting the company. And six months after that, I no longer had any role in the company at all. So I started at the, basically the top of the funnel. What causes revenue to grow? New suppliers. How do we get new suppliers? Well, it's this step and it's this step and it's this step. And much like prospecting for any clients, top of the funnel work is really repetitive stuff because mm -hmm. you fail 99% of the time. I don't want to do that stuff, number one. And I don't want to pay somebody 25, 30, 35 bucks an hour to do it when it's very linear type work and I can pay somebody four bucks an hour to do it. So that would be my best advice. Like one of the things that we, one of the products that we have, the acronym is PALS, and it's an agency lead system that relies on a podcast. Um, and it's a great way of filling your calendar with appointments. The entire thing can be run by a virtual assistant. The whole thing. So why wouldn't you do that? You know, it's a combination of software and some automation, some virtual assistants that take all this really mind numbingly boring work off of my desk and it would allow me to do the one thing that I really want to do is talk to prospective clients and close deals. I love that. I think that's so key because um, my experience has been that most agencies ride the feast or famine roller coaster, uh, which I'm sure you've experienced, which is, you know, we're busy with work. So we take, we, we stop doing all the top of funnel activity that we're usually doing. And then when we're slow, it takes us three months to catch up with that. Because we should have been, we should have been doing top of funnel stuff three months ago. So we had appointments booked now, and we don't. And so you kind of ride that up and down. And so getting that off your plate as an agency owner allows you to kind of weather that storm and keep the pipeline full at all times. Um, and being able to say no to work because you're too busy is is definitely a lot better than having to claw at whatever opportunity happens to come up. Uh, because your utilization is tanked uh, since you stopped selling while you were busy. So um, I love that insight. Start at the top of the funnel, work your way back. And then once you have a throughput problem, look into the business to figure out how you can solve that. Um, brilliant stuff. So with that, Trent, I'm sure there's lots of people that are listening that want to learn more about you, follow what you're doing. Where should they find you on the World Wide Web? So I'm going to put up a special page just for your audience. Um, kind of you. And so they're going to be able to get to it at flowster.app slash whatever URL you would like. How about we use agency profit? That work for you? Let's do it. Agency profit. Okay. So if they go to that page, um, there is going to be 300 bucks worth of stuff there for free for them. All growth processes in the Flowster software application. So make sure you put that in your show notes. And then if people want to, you know, follow me, follow my show or whatever, my personal brand is the Brand Ideas brand. So brandideas.co. So either or of those, and they will be able to, uh, to get some good value. Awesome. So you heard it here, folks. Head on over to flowster.app forward slash agency profit. We'll leave a link to that in the show notes to get access to your free stuff, your free processes. And uh, certainly head on over to brightideas.co. If you're not already subscribed to the Bright Ideas podcast, it's a great show. I highly recommend you get on there and listen to that. And with all of that, Trent, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on and be a guest on our show. Thank you very much for having me, Marcel. It has been a pleasure to be here. And that is a wrap. 
Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.